Join us now for the Jackson Nash Mysteries, written by Beth Milligan, where Jackson finds out that letter carrying is more than just carrying letters in Episode 1, The Mystery of the Dropbox. June 12th, 1990, Asheville. Dear Kevin, what a week. You'll never guess what happened. It started when I met this guy in a pub and he hooked me up with a job. I've been unemployed for like what, two years? I'm a letter carrier now. I've got the route that includes our old high school, so I already know the area. My first day on the job after training, I met this woman named Liz. Liz. It's good to see you, Miss McDonald. Good luck with those petunias. Hope to see you again soon. Have a good day. Hi, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. Is that right? That depends. Who are you? Jackson. Jackson Nash. Jackson. Jackson Nash. What are you? Some kind of private eye or something? (laughs) No, I'm the new guy. The new carrier? Well, why didn't you say so? Nice to meet you, Jackson Nash. You've come to the right place. I'm Liz O'Brien. Greg, he's the regional post office manager. He'll be here soon. So, it's your first day, huh? How well do you know Asheville? I grew up here. It's sure a small town, eh? It's got its local charm. I'm not used to a place like this. It's so small and so... so friendly. Where are you from? Vancouver. Oh, cool. My buddy Kevin lives out in Vancouver. Aren't you going to ask if I know him? Do you? What's his last name? Beck. Beck? Kevin Beck? He's your buddy? Really? The Kevin Beck? (laughs) You know him? Of course not. I'm kidding. Who's your friend? This is Jackson. Jackson Nash. He thinks he's some kind of private eye or something. (laughs) I do not. Oh, you're the new letter carrier. That's right. Did you get the map for your route? Yeah, I did. That's great. I see you've got your bag. Your Dropbox is at the corner of Emma and Bloom. Your mail for the day will be in there. Letters, parcels, junk mail. Do you mean dog biscuits? Dog biscuits? They're essential to distract annoying canines. I didn't know I was supposed to bring dog biscuits. Here, Jackson. I've got some for you. Gee, thanks. That's what I'm here for. Liz, do you have the sheets to be signed for the parcels and registered mail? Yeah, right here. That's another thing, Jackson. If anything needs a signature and no one is home, you have to bring it here to Liz. Hey, Jackson, you hear that? You get to see me again later. Gee, aren't I lucky? Good luck on your route. Liz, she's an interesting woman. She's got fiery hair down to her shoulders that spirals in tiny ringlets. And her eyes are cheerful and mysterious and hidden behind these thick-rimmed glasses, like Charlotte Appleby from first grade, who I had such a crush on. I see her every day at the end of my shift. I look forward to it. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. After I left the post office, I headed down Ash Street to Emma. It was a bright sunny day and the birds were chirping loudly. It felt good to be finally out on the route. I continued down Ash past the corner store and past one of those annoying dogs I had mentioned. I turned left onto Emma and made my way west towards Bloom. At the corner was a gray metal drop box. I reached into my pocket and fumbled for the key. The lock turned easily, and I opened the door. The hand fell out with a thud. 
Letters tumbled out onto the grass, soaked in blood. So you say the hand fell out of the box? I swear, I didn't touch it. Well, I believe you, Jackson. I know you wouldn't lie. You're my cousin. So should I call you Inspector Wesley, or should I call you Bug? Inspector Wesley is appropriate. We're not kids anymore. I'm just joking. Just joking. So you opened up the box, and the hand fell out along with some bloodstained letters. Did you see anything suspicious? (laughs) Besides the dead body? I mean people. Did you see any suspicious people? No, there was no one around. And then what did you do? I called you. Do you know how many packages were supposed to be in the box? I have a list. And was there anything unusual on it? How would I know? It's my first day on the job. Really? Tough luck. You just like ringing that bell, don't you? Yeah, I do. I can't lie. What's up? You're back early. Yeah, my route got, well, interrupted. Interrupted by what? By a body. A body? There was a body in the drop box. Oh, man. Tough luck. That's what Bug said. Who's Bug? Oh, I mean, Inspector Wesley. She's my cousin. The body? Do do they know who it was? Someone by the name of DuPont? Steve DuPont. Steve DuPont? He's a letter carrier. He has the route east of yours. Why would someone want to kill him? I don't know. Well, I did hear he was having an affair with Keith Parker's wife. Who's Keith Parker? He's a letter carrier, too. Keith always believed that Steve had a better route than he had. (sighs) Sounds complicated. There's more to the job than just delivering mail. There sure is. Liz was right. Delivering mail wasn't just delivering mail after all. Going back to the drop box the next day gave me the creeps. The box in the surrounding area had been pristinely cleaned, as if the horrors of the previous day never happened. I stuffed the letters into my mailbag and grabbed a few parcels on my list. I headed down Bloom, past the arena, to 725, Miss McDonald's house. It had a lavish garden in front where a woman was picking weeds from between the petunias. Good morning. Good morning. You must be new. I haven't seen you around here before. I'm Jackson, Jackson Nash. You must be Miss McDonald. That's right. Do you have a letter for me? I have three. So, is this your new route? Sort of. It's actually my new job. I just started yesterday. Well, you better keep your wits about you. There's a murderer on the loose. Oh, you heard about that. I hear about everything, dear. Wasn't that a gruesome way to die? And then to be left in a drop box like that. Uh, So, you must have been the one who found the body. I did. Oh, you poor boy. What an awful thing to happen. And on your first day... Yeah, being a letter carrier is more than just delivering letters. Have you met my next-door neighbor yet? Gordon Pepper? No, but I've got a package for him that I'll need to sign for. You boys will get along well. He's a letter carrier, too. He used to have this route. He's got a new one now. Thank you, Miss McDonald. I'll be sure to introduce myself. I said goodbye to Miss McDonald and headed next door. I put my thumb on the buzzer. A man answered. He was wearing shorts and a grubby old t-shirt. 
Yes? Can I help you? Are you Gordon Pepper? I've got a parcel for you. Okay. I was just talking to your neighbor, Miss McDonald. She said you're a letter carrier. I've got the uh, route east of Cathedral now. I used to have this route. Are there any tricks of the trade you could offer me? I'm new. Yeah, sure. Why don't you drop over for a beer next Friday? I finish my shift around four. Sounds good. See you then. I was glad that Miss McDonald told me about Gordon. If there was a camaraderie amongst letter carriers, I hadn't found it yet. Gordon seemed like a nice guy. Friendly. I had a good feeling about him. I continued down Bloom to Prince. There was a boy playing hopscotch. His father sat on the porch watching him. We talked for a while, and then I headed on my way towards Duchess. Just an alley, really, where I passed out the rest of my dog biscuits. I finished up my route and headed back to the post office, where Bug was waiting for me with Liz. Just the man I've been waiting for. Did you come across any more gruesome discoveries? No, thankfully not. Well, it's good to see you back, Jackson Nash. Inspector Wesley has an update for you. We canvassed the homes around the dog box. No one saw or heard anything suspicious. Forensics confirmed that the victim was killed elsewhere and then put into the box. We're going to take a close look at Keith Parker. Would you be interested in coming along to talk to him? Sure, if you think it'll help. Just let me get my stuff. Bug and I made our way down Adelaide to Duke and her cruiser. We stopped at a large brick house with a wraparound porch. I'd seen it earlier in the day. It was on my route. I hadn't paid much attention at the time. We stepped out of the car and I noticed a bunch of security cameras. This guy must be spooked about something. Bug and I climbed three stairs onto a creaky porch. She knocked on the door. Can I help you? Hello, I'm Inspector Teresa Wesley from the Asheville Police Department, and this is Jackson Nash. He's my uh, associate. Can we come in? What's this about? It's about the murder of Steve Dupont. The woman's face crumpled and went white. She moved slowly into the living room and slumped down on the sofa, her fingers fidgeting in her lap. We followed her in and sat on chairs straight across from her. Bug took a breath. You knew the victim, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. Intimately. I'm sorry if this comes as a shock to you. I need to ask you some questions, and they might make you uncomfortable. What was your relationship with Mr. Dupont? We were having an affair. Did your husband know? Yes. He found out a few weeks ago. Was he angry? Yes. Of course he was angry. Angry enough to kill? No, of course not. My husband is a gentleman. He wouldn't hurt a fly. Is your husband at home? Yes, He's upstairs, in his study. Can you tell him we'd like to speak with him? The woman got up and climbed the stairs slowly, her hips swinging side to side, leaving Bug and I alone in the overstuffed living room. Well, what do you think? Did you notice the security cameras all over the place? Knew I brought you along for a reason. A burly, disheveled-looking man with square glasses and unruly black hair came into the living room. Anna said you wanted to talk to me. Yes, but I think it would be best if you were to come down to the station. Wait, what is this about? Do I really need to go downtown? Is that really necessary? Bug led Keith DuPont and I down a long corridor to a sterile, fluorescent lit room. Keith fidgeted back and forth in his chair while I stood in the corner of the room and let Bug lead the interrogation. Where were you on the night of June 7th? June 7th? Let's see. Oh, uh, I was at the hardware store. All night? I went after dinner for a couple of hours at least. I was clearing my head. Why did you need to clear your head? 
Steve Parker had come over wanting to apologize for, you know, sleeping with my wife. She told me they were having an affair. What time did you see Steve Parker? He came over to the house just after 4.30. Did you invite him inside? We had a conversation on the porch. Was your wife home at the time? She was at the hairdresser. What time did Steve leave? Shortly before 5. So it was a short conversation. Well, I couldn't really forgive the guy. I assume that's what he was there for. I noticed you have a video camera that points toward the porch. We're going to need that video. In fact, we're going to need the video from all the cameras. That's all for now. Stay close to home. We might need you to come back in for more questioning. Here I am, baby. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Oh, Jackson. You're in a chipper mood. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, how did the interrogation go? Good, but we don't have our man yet. No? No. Bug doesn't think it's likely that Keith is the killer. She's still reviewing the tapes, but it seems he'll be cleared. I don't think they've got any of right now. Well, that's too bad. Speaking of murder and mayhem, what do you do for fun? Fun? Yeah, fun. Dancing around, being stupid, letting loose. <sighs> well, I don't really know why, uh... How would you like to go bowling? With me? Saturday night? Not, not on a date, just... You know, just as co-workers. Oh, yeah. Sure. So it's officially not a date. I'll pick you up at 8. I'll write down my address. I'm on Adelaide. I know. I looked you up. Addresses are my business, mister. Hey, do you have any more of those dog biscuits? Sure. So you like Stevie Wonder? That's right. Here I am, baby. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. After I left Liz at the post office, I headed down Ash Street to Emma. I picked up my mail from the Dropbox and headed past the arena to Duchess, where I met Rover and Fluffy and Ted. Liz's streets came in handy. They were happy just to wag their tails and eat biscuits while I dropped off mail in their owner's mailboxes. I continued down Duchess to Elm. I was thinking ahead to bowling with Liz. I hadn't bowled in years. I was worried that I might embarrass myself. I was so consumed with thinking about Liz that I just about tripped over a garden hose that was snaked across the sidewalk. As I stumbled, I caught a glimpse of Gordon Pepper round the corner with what looked to be a large bubble mailer tucked under his arm. He wasn't dressed in his uniform. I wondered why he was on my route at this time of day. He should have been on his own route. I called out to him, but I guess he was too far away to hear me. My pager went off. It was Bug. I found a payphone and called her. Hello? Bug, it's me. Jackson? I've got an update for you. Keith Parker's been officially cleared as a suspect. Are you sure? We're sure. His alibi sticks. The forensics don't match. I want you to be careful because right now, we don't have any leads. I'm always careful, Bug. You worry too much. It's my job. Just be careful. That was a good one. Eh, not a strike, though. Maybe next time. Hey, did you know at 10 o'clock they turn on the black lights? They call it cosmic bowling. Everything glows. Well, that sounds like fun. Fun's my middle name, man. The best thing about it is how your teeth glow in the dark. Well, we'll have to stick around for that. I'm getting hungry. You want a snack? They have excellent fried cheese sticks. Sure. 
Who could turn down fried cheese sticks? As Liz waited for the food, I couldn't help but stare at the ringlets of hair that fell around her face. She glowed in the industrial light of the snack bar. We ate cheese sticks and talked, and she told me about her time in Vancouver. She gestured wildly with her hands. It was downright sexy. We stayed for cosmic bowling. I kept trying to flash my best toothy smile. It made her laugh. It was the most fun I had had in a long time. The next week went quickly, and before I knew it, it was Friday, the day I was supposed to meet Gordon for a drink at his house. I headed over after my shift, still in uniform. I figured being a letter carrier himself, he wouldn't mind. It was raining when I walked over. My shoes sloshed as I plodded up to his door. So can I get you a beer? Yeah, sure. I don't even have light. Is that okay? That's fine. How long have you been a postal carrier? Ten years. I love it. It's very fulfilling. Is there anything I should know? Now, Miss McDonald will talk your ear off if you let her. Jill Baker? She eagerly awaits for her mail every day. And you better be there on time or you'll get scolded. John Kravitz? Never answers his door, so don't even bother. And beware of Dog Alley on Duchess Street. You really get to know people, eh? Yes, everyone has their own quirks and peculiarities. Gordon drained the last of his beer and went to the kitchen for more. His living room was like a post office supply room. There were boxes of bubble mailers and parcel tape and box cutters. He even had a post office box propped up against one of the walls. And then, something in particular caught my eye. There were maps on the wall. They looked like maps of Asheville postal routes. I walked over and took a closer look. I saw my own name written in bold. On the next map was Steve's name. On the one above it was Keith's. There was a map marked John, and another marked Robert, and another marked Martha. I sat back down quickly just as Gordon returned. I thought I saw you the other day while I was walking my route. I found it odd to see you there when you should have been out on your own. No, I was dropping off a bubble mailer to old Mr. Turner. Oh? You know, as a favor. But you weren't in your uniform. Wasn't I? I put my beer down on the coffee table. I was feeling flushed under the collar. I felt woozy. I tried to stand up, but fell back in my chair. That's when I realized... Oh, my God, I'd been drugged. I needed to get out of there. I stumbled down the hall towards the front door. Gordon appeared out of nowhere. He was holding a box cutter. Where do you think you're going? Despite my dulled reflexes, I delivered a kick just like Bug taught me, and... Thwack! I hit Gordon squarely on the wrist. The box cutter went flying. He was shocked by the force of the blow. He stumbled backwards into the coat rack. He lunged at me, and I opened the door in his face. Quickly, I fled out onto the street. I fumbled for my pager... And then the world went totally black. Hey there, squirrel. You gave us a scare. What happened? Where am I? You're in Asheville Memorial. The doctors ran tests. You were drugged. And Gordon? He's locked up where he should be. You're a lucky man, Jackson. Turns out you were drinking beer with a murderer, and he was getting ready to make you his next victim. Steve was drugged just like you, and then slashed with a box cutter before he was dropped in the drop box. But why, Bug? Why'd he do it? 
He had it out for letter carriers after he got fired for stealing parcels. He snapped. He told me he was still working. He was on a different route. Nope. He lied. He was fired more than a month ago. Poor Steve DuPont. If we hadn't stopped Gordon, he would have killed more. Like me. Yep, like you. So, I didn't know your nickname was Squirrel. Where did you hear that? At the hospital. You were at the hospital? Yeah, you dope. I was sitting there for hours, waiting for you to wake up. Oh, you were? I didn't know. Just shut up. It's your turn to bowl, Squirrel. You did it. You finally got a strike. I did. I really did. You've been listening to Episode 1 of the Jackson Nash Mysteries, The Mystery of the Dropbox, with the voices of J.P. Harvey as Jackson Nash, Rebecca House as Liz, Ian Feltham as Greg, Christine Leggett as Inspector Wesley, Catherine Dahmer as Miss McDonald, Gary Magwood as Gordon Pepper, Lisa Morris as Anna Parker, and David Allen as Keith Parker. Jerry Freiberg was your announcer, and the music was composed by Aidan Coots. I'm Beth Milligan. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Episode 2, The Mystery of the Blue Blanket.